As promised earlier this morning, we have got uh, Andy Foster, the Mayor of Wellington, for a full hour. It's your opportunity to call him, ask him some questions. This opportunity is golden. If I was sitting at home, I'd say, oh, I'd like to ask Andy about this, or I'd like to ask Andy about that. Now is your opportunity. 0800 80 1080, Wellington 472 1035. Text ZBZB 9292. Have your say on our show. Andy joins me now. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Nick. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How excited were you yesterday at four o'clock? Andy Foster we're talking to, just in case you missed the intro, the Mayor of Wellington. How excited were you when you heard the news and where did you hear the news? Uh, well, obviously uh, we're working from home, so uh, uh, on the, the endless Zoom calls, etc., that we have at the moment. Um, but no, look, I think it's really good news. Um, I think it's probably a week earlier than many people were picking. I think most people are sort of saying that they give us another week in level three. That was really great. Uh, obviously, the flip side, which I know you've been talking uh, to, talking about in the last hour, has been that uh, they, uh, level two is more restrictive than level two was last year. Uh, so I guess there's a, there's a plus and a minus to that. Uh, but the other bit, of course, is that I think the government was signalling that they're hoping to get us down to level one again as soon as possible. So, you know, hopefully it's not too far away um, because I think that's where we all want to be, but we've got to be there safely. We spent an hour talking the minuses of it, Andy. What was the pluses of it? Well, the plus was that we're in level two, not in level three. That you know, that, yes. um, we're not level three for another another week. Which so level two, at least we can get back to opening it. Most things can open. It's just they're more restricted. Um, yeah, I thought it was great, great news. But I did feel like the handbrake, the click, 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 it kept on coming, and uh, it obviously yeah, was like yeah, well, someone tightening are, my belt. They're obviously trying to be, and, and particularly I know that knowing your um, involvement in the you know in the hospitality industry, um, you know I particularly do feel for uh, for hospitality events that you know the businesses which have been the hardest hit anyway um are going oh gosh that that those rules are really restrictive that makes it really hard for us and i just hope that we can keep on keeping on going down the um alert level uh, uh so we can get to level one soon um and then you know then let's get out there and, and support all those businesses and activities okay i've got a lot of questions myself to ask so let's start can you turn your zoom meeting off it's clicking away in the background uh, i'd like you yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll kill i'll kill that one completely okay so firstly that. andy i was a little bit disappointed and i know a couple of people in our office were extremely disappointed to read that during level three wellington had issued 800 parking tickets when christchurch and hamilton to name a couple of cities said that they would keep it free under Level 3. Yeah, look, um, num- so a number of things to say there. The first one of those is that um, the, the, it, we're very clearly allowed to, um, to enforce at Level 3 where we weren't allowed to enforce at Level 4. Uh, the second part is that Council, by majority last year, issued a directive that they wanted enforcement to start again as soon as it possibly could. Um, when we got out of level four, and others as soon as we went to level three, I personally didn't agree with that, but you know that was a, a decision. And then the council staff are simply carrying out that instruction. Um, so what I would say is that please, you know, the, the, the parking staff they have a hard enough job anyway, and there's enough um, enough stress and altercations involved in that. Um, but don't blame them um, uh, for essentially doing their job. Uh, and then the fourth part is that I have actually asked the chief executive around. Um, you know whether, in fact, we should uh, allow those um, those uh, parking tickets to stand, or whether they should be um, reviewed. Uh, it, it's definitely within her delegation, rather than uh, within political delegation, unless council were to make a decision across the lot. 
Uh, so that's, that, that's the conversation that's going on at the moment. And we all know that the council needs a little bit of PR, so wouldn't surely that would be a good bit of PR for them to do because these people are probably essential workers that have come to work, ha- ha- take a risk, ha- you know, come out and do a job because they're needed, and to get a parking ticket on top of it, that would be a double disappointment, wouldn't it? Oh, look, I'm I'm in uh, in your camp on that one, Nick. Um, I think uh, you know, um, I, I think we've been too aggressive overall on parking um, in terms of both uh, charges, but more particularly hours. But it's the overall the overall look of that um, is for me, it is too revenue driven, um, and, um, uh, and and it should be about responding to um, uh, you know to demand and demand management rather than revenue. 0800 80 1080 is the number if you'd like to call your mayor, Andy Foster. He is online and uh, taking your calls. So here's a chance for you to ask the man at the top if you've got any questions about Wellington and its direction. The one thing that's kind of upset me over the last couple of days, Andy, and, and I almost started a campaign and then I got, once again, got surrounded around young people in my office that, or our office, it's not my office, but the, this office at work that said I was wrong. Young, uh, save our slide. It was my campaign. I didn't want to lose the slide. I've spent many an hour with my children and grandchildren sliding up and down, waiting for the Saints to finish practice or going to a Saints game with the slide outside TSB. Now it's gone or about to go. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, look, um, that, that slide, I mean, uh, and I, you know, um, again, with my children going down there, um, that, that the slide itself, uh, not, the, not the lighthouse, but the slide itself was um, definitely at the end of its life. Um, and, and obviously we've had a, a number of um, unfortunate um, injuries, particularly to younger children, um, sliding down there where they've you know, caught their legs trying to slow themselves down and, and, and had broken legs. Uh, so it's just it's a health and safety thing. Um, now, what we are going to do is we are going to completely redevelop the um, uh, the park there. It'll be, it'll be a much better park. Uh, it will still have a lighthouse in it. Um, and, um, and we're looking forward to getting on with that starting. Uh, it will be starting in the early new year. Uh, and completed, I think, by July, if I remember rightly. Right in the middle of winter. That'd be nice, Andy. Nice little, have a nice little slide there. <laughs> well, look, I, yeah. say, you know, I think we might have been able to start a little bit earlier, but you know, I think what's happening with so many construction projects is that uh, somebody's constructing a project at the moment and they, they lose four weeks out of the project because of, uh, of COVID or you know, they can't get material because um, you know, a ship gets stuck in the Suez Canal. And, and everything else gets, um, you know, gets pushed back, which is, is frustrating. Originally, we were expecting it a bit earlier, but um, that's the timetable I've been given, um, I've been given now. It'll be, it'll be a great-looking um, great playground. News Talk ZB Wellington Mornings. I'm Nick Mills here with Andy Foster, Mayor of Wellington. News Talk ZB Wellington Mornings. We're with uh, Andy Foster, the Mayor of Wellington. He's taking your calls on 0800 801080 if you've got any questions. Let's get Wellington moving. Let me start on this, Andy, because that's uh, obviously uh, uh, a thing that we have been talking a lot about on this show since we've started. Um, it's definitely still an issue, isn't it? Oh, look, it's going to be um, always going to be an issue. When we actually put something up in terms of transport, you always get a variety of views on it. Um, I think the, the key bit at the moment is you can say that let's get Wellington moving is actually is actually moving. Uh, we've got a number of different uh, projects. Uh, when I say we, it's the partnership of the three entities. We've got a number of different projects which are in process of design and engagement. Um, we made a decision recently to um, push the button on uh, this, what we call the city streets programs. So it's basically things like bus priority and 
um, associated um, street improvements and cycleways and things like that along, across 19 corridors, which will be rolled out over the next decade. Um, but the big thing I think people are waiting for is the mass transit and state highway improvements, and we're working towards getting those uh, in front of the community at sort of the end of October. Um, and I can guarantee there will be a huge debate about it because everybody will have different views, but at least they'll be able to see an integrated plan um, and, um, and and we'll see that Let's Get Wellington Moving is actually you know, planning to do something. Andy, can I just ask you to listen to what Nick Leggett from the Road Transport Agency said uh, in an interview I did with him? He's trying to deal with little bits at a time rather than focusing on the big picture. This is a project, Get Wellington Moving, that's been dysfunctional from the start. Uh, it's sort of the three-headed monster of Wellington City Council, Greater Wellington and Waka Kotahi, the New Zealand Transport Agency. The three-headed monster. Now, when we asked Darren Ponte about it, he called it the five-headed monster and thought it would always be that. Does it have to be? Um, look, there's, there's a number of things there from, uh, from Nick's comment. First one of them is dysfunctional from the start, and actually I would agree with that. I don't think it was set up properly, which is why we went through the whole process of having a health, health check and a, you know, various different changes were made. I know that subsequent to that, it is, um, you know, there's some great work being done. But the issue, of course, is that you're not yet seeing that that great work, and as I said, that the big stuff will come out in, in October, November. Well, I guess it was the, the, the balance between saying, let's hold back all the little stuff that we could start making some progress on until we launch the whole lot in one hit in October, November, um, or do we actually get some of those little things um, going, knowing that they actually do all fit together, not the public not necessarily being able to see that. So I think we've probably got some more explaining to do, um, but I would just say a little bit of patience at the end of next month, uh, Sunday that far away, and um, you will see the whole thing. Uh, you'll see a range of different packages um, and the preferred package, the reason for the preferred package, uh, and um, how much it will cost and you know how to be funded, all those sort of things. Um, I- and, um, and people will be able to go, yeah, like it or don't like it, but we'll be able to say, consider what we try and do. And there'll also be is the alternative options that we considered as well. Can I just ask you about the long tunnel? Because I think this is a fabulous idea. I know it's a dream, and for listeners that are wondering what we're talking about, it's a tunnel from basically the start of the terrace tunnel going underground and coming out on the other side of Mount Victoria Tunnel. And what it does is it frees up a hell of a lot of land for housing and commercial use. It's quite a brilliant idea, but a very expensive idea and a dream. But Andy, how much of a dream is it? I mean, I think um, with all of these things, affordability is always going to be an issue. Um, and uh, I haven't actually seen what the number is that's been put against that. I mean, it's, it's obviously a high degree of speculation on how much it would cost to build a, um, a tunnel of that kind of length. Um, and Wouldn't it be uh, fabulous, though? Wouldn't it absolutely be fabulous and something that we could leave for our great great children? You know? I, I with all of these things, there's, um, there are some you know things we go. We'd love to have that and that and that and that, and you go, ah, we can't afford to do all of them. So which is it going to be? And that's the kind of conversation that we need to have. It's not only what we like to have, but what can we afford to uh, to pay for? So 40% of the cost will come out of the um, of the whole cost comes out of the, the local and regional rate payer slash road user, okay. and the other 60% from government.